podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And you want to break our walls down? And you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. Good evening, everyone. It's the Fatback Four. We don't know what episode it is. We still haven't fucking checked. Um, I'm your host, Gav, and with me tonight, we have Ian, we have Grace, and we have Matt. We're trying to do this live. Um, we'll see how we get on. Um, right, straight to it. Loads to talk about. We're not going to do any random topics this week because we've loads to say on the stuff that's gone on. Ian, I'm going to come to you first, as always. Uh, Philippe Coutinho left Liverpool... I don't know, yesterday, today, £142 million is the rumoured um, amount, £105 million up front. What's your thoughts on it? And where do you think we go now? Do we have to replace now? Do we wait till the summer? What do you think? Uh, I'm all right with him going, me, to be honest. It's one of those one of those situations where he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there in August. we done well to keep him. So when we kept them, you know, everyone's saying you don't you don't sell your your best players in January. That's possibly true, but then we would have sold them in August. Do you know what I mean? Previous, so his teams to play for Barcelona. His beard wants to live in Barcelona. His family want to be in Barcelona. He's South American. It just comes with the territory. Do you know what I mean? So I'm all right with it. 142 million. Uh, I've seen some crazy shouts on Twitter the last few days. He's worth 400 million. I'm fucking. Uh, <laughs> France, Jeremy, you know and, and you just Fra- like hold on, and France, and France, and France, just and France, Jeremy, you know oh, just, just fucking calm down, Jeremy. You know Neymar blew the transfer world to pieces, didn't he? But that wasn't even technically a transfer fee. He bought out his contract, so Mbappe is 160 sort of million, but that's not until next year. Coutinho, at present, is the most valuable footballer to have ever been transferred legitimately from one side to another, where both sides have been up for it, you know what I mean? Let's not get carried away. Let's not start start asking for the crown jewels and stuff. Do I think he needs replacing? Of course. Do I think he'll be replaced in January? Possibly not, which, you know what I mean, Twitter are going to melt down. 
But I've long since said, I think Liverpool could potentially be a better unit when Coutinho's not in the side. He's a better player. He's our best player. No two ways about it. But to function as an 11, we've actually, our win percentage is a lot higher when Coutinho doesn't play. Uh, yeah, I would like to see another player. But who are we looking at? We're looking at Lamar. I don't believe the Mahrez transferred over. I don't, I'm not overly fussed on signing him anyway, as you just know. If we sign someone, sound. If we don't, sound. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not one for like losing my shit one way or another. Uh, Klopp knows what he's doing. He's not going to sign someone for the sake of signing someone. Ala Balotelli when Suarez left, he will wait. He's proven he'll wait. I'm all right with it, mate. There's worse things to worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. In life, there is worse things to worry about. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave myself to last because. Um, I'm still fuming, but I'm going to try to calm down with the other two lads' answer. Matt, um, you've had pictures of buses all over the shop. Um, you've changed your profile photo 27 times in about four days. And if we sign everybody that you tell me we're going to sign, we're going to have a squad of about 106. Um, what do you make of this? He wants to go in the summer. We managed to hold on because we don't have time for a replacement. And it gets around January, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a small toy injury and, and different things like that. Um, and he's pushed and pushed and pushed. Uh, we're not happy to go and let him go, are we? But are you at the stage where you think, look, it was always going to happen, and maybe now was the time? Yeah, I'm pretty similar to Ian, to be fair. I'd come to terms with it last summer that he was going. So the fact that he's gone in Jan has pissed me off a little bit because we're doing so well. But as Ian said, when you look back, uh, we do well without him. I've said from the beginning, I think he is shoehorned into our team because he's so good. Now, he is one of our best players, and we are losing a best player, and and it's annoying whenever that happens. But he is shoehorned in. He doesn't fit anywhere in our system at the moment, unless we do the four-two-three-one where he can float behind. But generally, he's played on the left, and he negates the position quite a lot leaving Moreno and Robson to do a lot of covering. So it was he was more rotated with Mane and Salah than anything. <clears throat> so as I said, I, he was shoehorned in. Um, so I don't think Klopp would be going like for like. I think we'll, he'll be looking for <clears throat> someone to fit the system better. So uh, I'm making a few excuses here, but in the long run, it, it could be all right. And for £142 million, I think it's fucking ludicrous money for that, for that lad. He's, he's amazing. But I think we got the better end of the deal there. Um, we've, we've got a lot of up front to reinvest. Um, the the add-ons are achievable, unlike the summer. I think it's it's one of them. It came down to Klopp at the end of the day, and he knows his squad. And it, if he thinks he's going to be a dickhead and disturb everyone, then we can't, we're kind of forced and we have to do it. So we just crack on with it. I mean, I'm cold-hearted now ever since fucking Suarez. I mean, uh, Torres killed me. That was the last of me I... I'm not attached to any players, so I'd be gutted to see him leave, but I'm over it now. Like I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Can I just say, right? Yeah, of course you can. In, yeah. ter- in terms of the fee, whether we've got a good deal or not, that depends how we spend the money, doesn't it? Okay, if, we turn, if we turn around and we have to spend the best part of £100 million on Lamar, then I'm not really sure who gets the better deal. Do you know what I mean? I'm sold on Lamar. S- well, you're sold on everyone's Mar. But so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it, it all depends how we reinvest that money. If we sign, if we go out and sign Pulisic for eighty million, 
then 140 is a steal. But if we have to pay 120 for Lamar, then we've been had off, haven't we? Basically. Yeah, agreed. And um, oh, fuck, completely forgot what I was going to say. It's them. Big, it's them bright lights in your oh, eyes. Oh yeah, no, it's it's this fucking red one. No, um, that's what I was going to say as well. A, a good reason why I'm not that arsed is you look in the past, like you said, when we sold Suarez, we're getting fucking Lambert, Laughing, this kind of shite. Look at our last five deals. We've got Van Dyke, Chamberlain, Salah, Mane. Um, who else we got? Oh, yeah, anyway, we got in our last uh, five. Um, when we got Genie, we got Genie as well. Yeah, so. The Klopp and, and Edwards and the team are now absolutely fucking awesome. I mean, five out of five have been very, very good signings. That's, it's unheard of. It's generally, the, the rule is 50-50. The fact that they're getting five out of five right um, <laughs> probably means the next one's going to be shite. <laughs> like, I, I trust them a lot more, do you know what I mean? Than, uh, than I, I'll trust Klopp and that team a lot more than I trust uh, Rodgers and the transfer committee. Yeah, Grace, um you have a pen in your hand, which you, I don't know whether you're writing down what you want for dinner or you're making notes I don't know what you're fucking doing um, shopping list shopping list Grizz your thoughts on Coutinho um, the way the, the way the club have um, the way the club have handled this the way he's gone in January um, how, are you, how are you feeling about it overall do you think the time was right do you think we should have held on to the summer and I think like the lad said the money is irrelevant because we made that line when Van Dijk came in and now we can we have to you know equally make that line when the player goes out but how do you feel overall about it yeah, pretty much the same as the other guys. Look, money. I think the money made a difference because we did we did change the terms, sort of the structure of the payment. So that did come into play in January. We we did make them pay a hefty 105 million up top, and that's a lot of money to be paid uh, up top for a transfer. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't normally work out like that. So we have. Financially, it's a it's a stunning deal. Whatever way you look at it, I'm not I'm not going to have this. Um, just like the guy said, 145 million for Phil Coutinho. Come on, let's get real. The downside is the timing. That is that is bugging me as well. Just like it's bugging you, Gav. I know you've been doing a nothing all week, and it's true. It, the the timing of it is a bit awkward. Very awkward, uh, especially sort of the roller on. I don't agree with Matt in terms of his shoehorned the team. Phil Coutinho gets into our, our best eleven. End of story. I don't care. It's not about shoehorning him. And your best player fits into your team. You know, wherever you play him. I mean, if he plays in a three in midfield, he's good enough. He's better than what we got. You know, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not as uh, as good uh, as the front three, but he can. He can. He's better than the rest. So for me, he gets into the team. He definitely gets into the team. The timing-wise is a bit bad. It's, it's just left a slight slap, sour taste in the mouth for the fans, especially especially as you know a lot expected just a miraculous sort of swap. Like we sell Phil, and on the same day we have a replacement sort of already in there, which is it doesn't work like that. But yeah, that's the only way. That's the only sour sour thing that's sort of you know about the transfer. But apart from that. I think it's a good deal for both parties, to be honest with you. Okay. I think this. I think this deal's been uh, on the cards for a while, though. This isn't like January's come and they're just speaking about it. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Liverpool no, and them have known for a while. I think that this is happening. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe Klopp Klopp thinks he can keep him, but they've known, so they should have a replacement. Okay. Um, here's what I think. 
the summer comes and Barcelona. There we go. <laughs> yeah, the summer comes and Barcelona. Um, after being mugged of Neymar, decide they need to do something for their fans. Um, Liverpool tell them rightly so to fuck off. We don't have time to sign a replacement, and they go in and they sign Usman Dembele for a ridiculous amount of money as well. Um, all the talk was that Coutinho had refused to play. He doesn't want to be there. Listen. It's a World Cup year, and I don't care what anyone says. He has to play, and he has to play well. Coutinho, up until five, six, seven days ago, was on course for his best season at Liverpool, both goals and assist-wise. So all this of down and tills and not wanting to play, for me, went out the window with all them stats. Um, January comes, and this is where I have the issue. The money is, is irrelevant. It's an outstanding amount of money. I think it's a fair amount of money for him. But my issue is, is that Barcelona, as a club, have had owners, directors, players, former players, fucking um, dinner ladies, advertising, advert, you know, people that sponsored them, basically going around as if Coutinho was their player, and we have not done a fucking tap about it. We haven't done a tap about it because if we had, if we would have come out and said enough's enough, and we're going to do something, and we're going to report you, whatever else. The deal comes around. Coutinho apparently downs hills again. Doesn't want to play. He's going to refuse to play. That, in my opinion, is all complete bollocks because if we turn around on the 34th of January and say, no, you're staying till the end of the season, we can't replace you, he's not going to down tills. He's going to play and he's going to continue on like he did in August. There's talk of him pushing. He's paid $9 million out of his own pocket, $11 million, $15 million. There's all sorts of numbers. At the end of the day, we let Barcelona load this player and do whatever they wanted to load this player and we have sold him. Now, I've said it today. We have 48 hours to produce something on this. And if we don't, we don't have a plan in place. And all this stuff of, oh, we're going to wait till the summer is an excuse. And it is an excuse because, as Matt said earlier, this deal is in the pipeline for months, okay? And if this deal is in the pipeline for months, we know what's going to happen. And if we haven't got all our cards in a line, we haven't got everything in a line for this eventuality, it's appalling from the fucking club. And, I, I'm, and I'm not being too harsh when I say that. But look, on the playing side, he's gone. Yes, I agree with Ian. I think in the long run, we could invest this if we invest it right and we can invest it to be a better team, a better squad and go on. I think it's going to affect us in the league. I definitely think it's going to affect us in the Champions League. And I think even replacing them now with Lamar, who can't play with us, Keita, who can't play with us in the Champions League, I think that's a washed-down version of actually reacting to the transfer. But look, that's just my opinion. I had to say it because I've had it all week where people have thrown all sorts of excuses at me and none of them oh, wash. I accept You're right, Gav. said. No, no, I'm, I'm fine right. now. Yeah. No, he's all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm a little bit emotional. Questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, be his host for a little while now. I agree with everything you said in terms of. Sorry, I accept your opinion. Of course, I accept your opinion. You, you know, you have a right to it. But why 48 hours? Yeah, why, yeah. Why I'll tell you why, Grace. I'll tell you why because if we do something in 48 hours, okay. The reason I'm saying that. Plan, is, you're yes, say. yes, we have a plan. Now, listen. What, I'm at to being told that don't worry about it. We'll replace him. He'll be replaced. We're going. We have that money. We can do it. That's now in the last 24 hours. That's now changed to. Oh look, if Klopp wants to wait till the summer, he'll wait till the summer. That is a load of bollocks. Okay, we have weakened their squad yesterday with a sale of a player that will be integral to what we want to do. Both cementing our place in the Champions League, which we need to do because all these targets that you're going to wait till the summer will be in the bin if we don't finish fourth or higher. It's as simple as that. Okay. And I think if we were making pro proper plans for this, as I agree with Matt, 
is going on now, probably give it a month, give it six weeks, give it two, three months, whatever it is, if we had everything lined up, we would, within 48 hours, be able to announce a signing that would not only put the, put the fans' minds at ease, but it also makes our squad probably not as strong with one player, but we've done something to replace him. All right, Gav, answer me this. Like, I, don't, I agree with you. I want someone in desperately. But we know how Klopp is. Look at the Van Dyke thing. The fact that he waited and then we got him first to Jan. Like, did should we have got some bit part player just to get us through to January? No, did you wait? No, I, I don't think we should have. I think um, I think the difference between say August and January is one compared to January to May. January to May is where it all it all um, it all call really, it the business call it the business end. Yeah, the, bis- the business end. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think. He, he, we, we made a big fuck up with Van Dyke and he wanted that target. Now that's fine. He wanted that target and he's willing to wait. Now, if he wants that target for to for to replace Coutinho and Coutinho's telling him in September, I want to leave, he's waiting. He's waiting three months to sort this target out. So the time isn't the problem. That's the, that's just my issue on it. I just feel my, that my thing get, is just, how, and I've got, go I've got on, a very go good on, point because I'll forget otherwise. Uh, you know I'll forget otherwise. Gav, you know you said our, our squad's significantly weaker. No, I, I said weaker. Forgot. I didn't say significantly. I said they are weaker. Okay, I just added that on just to make it a bit more dramatic. <laughs> but listen, this is a very good point I'm about to make. You didn't expect Van Dyke to turn up in the January window, did you? Um, honestly, so, I wasn't sure. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Even though I told no, you? you? Yeah, it's exactly. Emoji. You, you didn't. You was like, shut up. He's not coming. All right. At the start of... Um, if we had told you, Phil, if you had the choice now, and be honest, take your emotion out of it because you've been emotional last four year hours. I think that's why you keep mentioning four year hours. Either you've watched that film again and another four year hours, <laughs> right? So just forget about it. If we told you, if we gave you the option, you can sell Phil and get Van Dyke in January, or no Van Dyke, the same centre back situation what we got, but Phil stayed in January. Which one would you have gone for? Grizz, you see, this is where this comes around to people saying we, we've, we're, going, we're spending the Coutinho money on Van Dijk. It's a completely different situation. Sorry, hold on. The Van, Dijk, the Van Dijk thing was in place in the summer, and it was in place way before Coutinho had any intention of leaving this club or saying he wanted to. Okay? The no, Van Dijk, no, yeah, no, 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 hold on. The Van Dijk news broke on the Tour de June, 4th of June, okay? That he had chosen to sign for Liverpool, and then it all went off, Okay? So it's a different situation for me to Coutinho. I just, I just, I just, I just don't, I just don't see if this has been, as Matt said, if this has been seen to be the way it's going to go for the last couple of months. How we have not put something in place. Now, don't get me wrong. By the end of this week, or towards the Friday, we sign a player. I go, yeah, hands up. We we had a plan and we've sorted it. But I'm not taking these excuses that. Oh, we'll wait. he'll wait till January because he waited for, for Van Dijk. I'm, no, it just doesn't wash me. No, I'm not making excuses. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm, I'm with you. I think they need someone January. We, we've got a lot of games coming up. And as you say, it's the business end of the season. And we've yeah, always but... faltered around this time. Even though we have rotated this, this year, so it should be a bit better. We do need someone else in that position. I think he sees Keita as the Phil replacement. And that's why he, I, I was saying Phil was shoehorned in. Because I think he sees Kaiser as the perfect midfield replacement. But especially if Chan is going as well, then, then we need someone in now like a Lamar. Chan going? 
Uh, <laughs> he's, he's trying to bring Kaita forward. And if we bring Kaita forward, then fill out of DGD and Kaita in. I'll be happy with yeah, I, I get that, but you see, the thing is, Kaita, Kaita or Kaita, whatever way you want to call him, he was a signing that was made in the summer because we couldn't get him in the summer and like that, clop away, and that was his position. That was done all before Coutinho was going anywhere. Okay? Yeah. That was done before Coutinho. So we can't turn around now and say, oh, well, if we bring Kaita in, it's okay, because it's we can't start shoehorning these players in to say, oh, well, he's his replacement. Nah, Kaita, I mean, Phil handed in his transfer request before we done the sign of Kaita. Yeah, but he wasn't a direct replacement for Keita. Okay. So, we, so, you know what I mean? So, it'd be like you saying, oh, well, um, we brought in Van Dijk. It doesn't matter, Coutinho left, but we brought in Van Dijk. No, 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 no. can't no, say no. that. No, no, okay, okay. I think, I think basically, in a nutshell, I think what you're saying is we need to get a, repl- we need to get a player in. Not necessarily a like, like a replacement for Phil, but we need to get a player in. Now, if we get a player in, which I believe, I firmly, firmly, 100% believe we will get a player in. I think we've done in this window. I think we've done very well in this window by getting Van Dijk on the first... Was it the first day or something? What was it, Matt? Yeah, well, it was, he was announced on Christmas Day. December. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so we've we've got... Everyone, most people thought, we're not going to get Van Dijk. That's it. That's it done. He's not going to get no defender in January. He believes that our, he believes our four centre-backs are the best in the world. Well, he smashed that theory. He went and, he went and got Van Dijk first day. Right, Phil. Most people knew he's going at the end of the year um, in the summer. We were lucky; we were done well to keep him in Jan- um, uh, in the summer. Give us another six months. Klopp thought he's going to try to persuade him to stay. Didn't work. Phil still said, "Fuck, I want to go." Right? Phil's being a cunt, and he wants to leave. Now, if we, get, uh, in my opinion, I'm just an opinion. I think there's nothing to panic about at this stage because it's the third or fourth day of the window, whatever it is. I agree. If we don't get a replacement in January and just Virgil van Dijk coming in, I think it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a cheat, right? By FSG and Liverpool. The management's a bit, you know, but I but if we get a, a player in and we've signed Virgil van Dijk, I think we've done very well in this deal. Okay. And overall <laughs> On oh, no, overall, it's it's okay. It's not as bad as some people think. Okay, well look, we leave it there. Let's um, move on because we yeah, yeah we could go on on and Ian looks like he's gonna loaf the bored of it. Yeah, 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 he's bored of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Right, Ian, I'll come back to you um, to just to keep you with us. Um, the derby Friday night FA Cup. Um, we go into the game. We go strong. Everything go really strong. Um, Virgil Van Dijk makes his his debut. Um, what did you make of it? What did and the starting lineup? Um, did you think we got that strong, or were, were you not in any way surprised? Yeah, I'm not surprised by any. Starting 11 o'clock puts out anymore, mate, to be honest. Uh, we knew Mo weren't playing, so, uh, and Coutinho, so he, he's he kind of hampered a bit what he can put out, you know what I mean? But I was very surprised that Van Dijk played. Uh, but at the same time, mate, like I've, I've said a while back, they don't attack. They had, they had more of a goal than I expected them to, to be honest. More than they have done recently. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a waste of time asking me questions on starting 11s because I give the same answer every week. I'm not fucking, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. It really just is what it is. No, I think I think, uh, when, I think when it comes to starting 11s, you just take them as they come and, you, and you're happy to support the team. I'm just asking, did you think we would go that strong? Because it was talk of we might mix it around a bit. 
the last kind of rotation, you know, over this period, and then some were saying, no, nine days to City, we're going to go really heavy and, and strong. Were, were you surprised? But that's all I'm asking, were you surprised how strong we went? No, no, I wasn't, because a couple, couple of reasons. Uh, it's a trophy that is basically the most realistic trophy that we can win this season. Uh, so I think Klopp will identify that. Not only that, I think he was a bit stung by the draw in the derby the few the few games before when he, he did rest quite a few people and we didn't even though we battered them we didn't get over the line did we and a few people weren't happy with that so I think maybe he's learned from that uh, but the real question is why haven't you got a left hand? Um, I do have a left hand Is it up your otherwise I'm engaged? Not, I'm not telling you where it is <laughs> But no I wasn't no nah, I wasn't surprised and I, I'm I, I think he's identified the FA Cup as a very winnable competition. Do you know what I mean? As soon as City are out of it, it's wide open, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as City are out of it, yeah. Um, wishful thinking, I think. Um, Grizz, well, I'll move on with the starting lineup. Then and we come to the, the probably the probably the biggest talking point of oh, the first half. I just realised I haven't retweeted this bloody periscope. You don't worry about that, that Grizz. You, we've plenty oh, of people walking them. Working oh. on your behalf. Um, oh, mate. The thing I wanted to ask you was probably the, the biggest po- talking point of the first half, and it was this incident. This, with... I'm sorry, is this is this actually live now? Yeah, live, yeah. Fuck it, hell. Hello, can you not tell by Matt's makeover? Matt's had a haircut today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were alive. I still get my pig. I still get my Knocking down the fourth wall there. Go ahead, crack on. Um, Chris, probably the main talking yeah. point of the first half, and it's um, Hogate and Firmino. Um, the ball, Firmino goes to get the ball from Hogate. He runs it out of play. There's nothing in it, and then Hogate decides to throw him in the in the main stand. He gets out. He runs at him. It's it's pretty clear that um, Firmino calls him some sort of "Are you fucking crazy, you son of a bitch?" Something along them lines. Um, oh, the local. Yeah, and then you can see clearly on screen that he 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 tells the referee that he's he's used the M word on him, alright? I'm not gonna use the actual word. But he says it I think once if not twice. Um one, is it a red card for the push into the main stand? And two, what made him make this accusation if it's that clear that he hadn't actually done what he said he done? Is it the heat of the moment? Okay, um is it a red card? Does that constitute dangerous play? Pushing someone um, into a barrier like that, I think that does. I think that was dangerous play. Um, I think that that could possibly have been a red card. Um, with the rest of the, the the exchange, I actually think he's a thick shit, that Holgate. I actually think he thinks he knows Spanish or Portuguese, wherever it was, and he, and he just tried to... I think he just tried to get out of it. I think he knew he was in trouble. Again, I know the politically correct people and sort of the morally the morally people will say that oh, it's not it's not right to surround the referee. But again, our players should have surrounded the referee and said, "What the fuck's all that about?" Instead, their players surrounded the referee, which resulted in not even getting a card, not even a card for that incident. So he totally distracted the referee. His purpose was to sort of get the referee's mind off the incident and just sort of totally divert it to sort of um, some stupid accusation at no point um, 
you know, I've been I've been catching up on my Portuguese and Spanish. At no point does he call him anything racist. You were reading the right? ingredients on the back of a box somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and hopefully, he'll, hopefully that will be, you know, proven that he hasn't said anything sort of racist or anything of that nature. Um, I think he done. I think I think he done brilliantly from his point of view. Okay. I think his whole point was to distract and divert exactly what happened. And he done it. There was no yellow card, no nothing, no talking to, wasn't even looked at. And that could have been very dangerous what he done. I was full speed and he just sort of, and he actually pushes him, I think, once he's over the line. Yeah, he's off the pitch. He's nearly on the, the track yeah. of the side, yeah. And then he pushes him. Yeah. So I, I, th I think that was very, very stupid and dangerous. Stupid that at the least and dangerous, yeah, definitely could have could have been a red card. Um but I think I think the rest of the actions and his antics and all that drama he's caused, I am a little bit surprised that they've carried it on because I think his purpose was to sort of get the referee's attention diverted from the actual incident. Yeah, Matt, um, something that's just come back to me now was, um, I'm not sure where I've seen it, but somebody said that at half-time, Holgate was actually told what was said. He was shown the footage. He, he actually apologises. Um, but the, the big thing for me is how the referee doesn't react to what he's done. If, if Firmino fronts him up on the pitch and he puts his hands on him like that and pushes him like that and a player goes down, it's a red card, isn't it, for raising your hands? So how is it not a red card when the player's gone off the pitch, has his back to you, has no idea what you're at, and then without any warning, he, he's pushed a couple of yards and goes into the crowd? I can't get over how that's not a red card. No, I disagree, mate. It's, it's, it's absolute gobshite behaviour by Holgate, uh, but it's. I, I think it's a yellow. I think it's a yellow card. He he. He's just been a dickhead. He, he wants to hurt him. He's he's probably getting pissed off with uh, Bobby uh, pressing him down and flying around him and just just being the usual pest that Bobby is. And he, he's reacted and done that. Um, I think it's Don't a yellow forget, card. He gave away the pen as well. <clears throat> yeah. So his ass was gone anyway, and because of that. Exactly. He's just been an absolute dickhead. He's been a gobshite. It's a derby as well. If you if you start giving red cards for them in a derby, like I'd be furious if it was against us. You expect a bit of that. I mean, it was a bit over the top. It is on the borderline of yellow to red. But if I was a ref, I'd give that as a yellow. The fact that he didn't get anything. Now now the ref's been a gobshite there. Um, and with Grizz on the whole thing as well, I think he's just a thick prick. And he doesn't know any Portuguese or whatever. He's a thick prick with Grizz, did you say? Yeah, <laughs> well, you said you called him a thick prick, and then said, "Oh, okay. oh you agree with You can't speak Spanish, um, but yeah, he's, he's. I think he's thick, and then he's made the most of the situation. Yeah, he's and just it, trying to be smart, and, it, and he, he's um, it's it's a dickhead. Both situations, he's been a dickhead, in. Uh, but still, like, I'm not. I'm not going to try and be biased. I still think it's a yellow card. Like, yeah, okay. Um, probably listen to you. Probably made me rethink it a little bit, and you're probably right, um, Ian. You've just mentioned something there, Holgate gives away the penalty. And going back a couple of weeks ago, Everton get a penalty at Anfield that was hotly contested. Um, a lot of people said it wasn't. Some people said it was. The, the referee was given a decision to make. Um, this penalty on Lalana, um, the one thing I think escapes a lot of people is I think Mane should score um, and put the whole argument to bed. But when it comes to the penalty itself, do you really think it's a penalty? Or do we have to look back at these decisions over the season? that we've seen really soft penalties and just think this is the way it goes now. It's just the way it is. Uh, I thought it was a penalty when it was at full speed. When I first saw it, when the game was actually in play, I thought a, a screen pen. But 
looking back at it, it is soft. Do you know what I mean? There's not enough contact to make them go down, but it's it's more of a penalty than the Lovren one against Calvin Lewis, whatever his name is. I don't think either of them are pens. Yeah. Uh, I don't think either of them are pens, but it's more of a pen than their one. So if you're going by that standard, do you know what I mean? Then, yeah, I'd give it. I think the referee's a dog shit referee, though. In a, in a league of dog shit referees, they all mock him for being the biggest part of dog shit. Yeah, What's his name? Bobby Madley. Yeah, and, and Bobby the, Davro. <laughs> and the one thing that <laughs> struck me about it was um, he gives it, and you're thinking, I don't think the one on Lovren, or the Lovren one a couple of weeks ago is a penalty. And I don't think this other one is a penalty either. I think his arm is out there. I think it's probably there a little bit too long. But it's the sort of thing where you kind of, you've seen it week on week, where the defender looks and says to the, to the, to the attacking player, look, get up with you. And, you know, it's kind of brushed aside. But we've got to the stage happier. now. Yeah, but I, we, I was glad it was soft because the theirs were so soft. Uh, yeah, all the dice can't come out and start giving shit. But I, I, I was actually happier than it was in the pen. Yeah, I, I did like Klopp's answer. I did like Klopp's answers in the. Yeah, yeah his, his reaction was shut, class, shut yeah. everyone up, didn't he? Yeah, it was, yeah, and I think he's been waiting to say that. I think he's been holding us <laughs> yeah. up with that just to just to say it. But um, he, the, the penalty Milner scores the penalty. We go one 0 up, and we're in we're in control. We really are. The second half comes, um, Grizz. The second half comes. We're we're really on top from about fifty minutes, nearly up to their goal, and then they score. And I have to give them credit; it's a good it's a good breakaway. But we make our own mistakes, and Sigurdsson finishes it, and the whole Anfield road end goes off, and they literally think they've won all the World Cups, haven't they? Shocking, wasn't it? The way they celebrate. But listen, the point is, again, from a set from our set piece, we shouldn't be caught another. I think I think the, I think there's a blatant foul on Matip. I, I think that's overlooked. I don't know why it's overlooked. Um, yes, the argument is that Matip wouldn't have caught up with the play, but that is an off the ball incident which should have been stopped, halted because he just literally throws him out of the way, doesn't he? Um, who's the chap that Balassi? I think it way? was Balassi throws him out of the way. Um, it was Jaggy Yelka that fucking made that long run. I thought it sort of. Schneiderlin or something, but when you look back, it's actually you got to give him credit for even the layoff. Sort of, he has the presence to sort of lay up into Sigurdsson, and it's a good finish. We know Sigurdsson can do that, um, but yeah, um, I, I I did think I did I, I wasn't panicking because unlike last time, there was still a good twenty minutes to go. I think so. I thought yeah, we can go up the other end and win this. Um, so I wasn't overly fussed too much, to be honest with you. Uh, the last thing either manager wanted was um, um, a replay. So, give it to Everton. They did attack us a bit more, slightly more, than uh, in, the, in the league game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, they did, I don't think they had another shot on target. I don't think, do they? It was just that one um, just that one shot they had. And, uh, unfortunately, it went in. Where's Michael, sir? Where is Hold your Michael. Not mine. There's someone making a bit of noise there, but look, we continue on. Um, okay, let's look. We're, we're a few days out of this game, so we, we'll just get to what we want to talk about. And uh, Matt, I'll come to you. Um, Everton are having a great old time. They think they're getting us back to Goodison, so we can, they can lose gloriously. Um, and then the big man, the £75 million signing, decides, now nah, fuck that. I'm nodding this in, and the place f- 
proper goals off. Um, it was a perfect ending, wasn't it, to, to, to the game. It was a perfect start to his Liverpool career. And I thought overall he was really, really good. Yeah. Move your mic a bit, Gav. There we go. Um, yeah, it's, it's, the whole senior thing has been um, has annoyed me because it's overshadowed. One of the very, very good. I'm nothing's moving on my mate. Coming from you, Gav. That's it, it's fine now. There it is, sort. Uh, yeah, it's it's really annoying me this Coutinho thing because it's overshadowed one of the best um, debut performances. I think not just his goal; his goal was absolutely fantastic. It was, it's it's what we've been missing. Someone just getting ahead on it. Not even it wasn't even points at anyway. Just added it. Just a great run, and um, just headed it at goal, and it, it it was a great little finish. But his whole performance, like I ended up watching him more than the match. I think, and within like two minutes, he's shouting at people. That's because you're a perf. I am a perfectly he's sexy as well. But even when Matip went on one of his mad runs up, up the right, like he's shown when usually Emery Chan would follow uh, and try and just stay at the pace of the play, like he's probably told to. And Dyke was like, no, get back, get in line and sit in for him. And I, I watched him do it a couple of times. He is going to be so significant for us. Um, it's like, it's unbelievable. We all know our defence is shite anyway. And just having him, it's like, we've talked about leaders, I reckon, for about three years now, four years, maybe maybe longer, maybe since Aga, and we haven't had a single one. The fact that we've got this guy, it, he was an absolute awesome defender, but he's also a, a fucking natural leader. Like, he, he's not trying to tell people, he's not he's not sitting there trying really hard to direct people. He just naturally knows, you shouldn't be running up there, you need to be sat here next to me, and things like that. So, yeah, the goal was amazing. But his whole performance was one of the best debut performances we've had, I reckon. Yeah, he was. Um, I'm I'm a bit like you. Um, I thought that I watched him a bit more than I watched the game, and he won. He won probably if he if he went up for ten headers, he won eight of them. I thought he was really cool. I think at one stage he does try to play a, a kind of little bit lofted pass across the box, and it's it nearly gets cut out. He apologises, but like you said, he's constantly talking. And he's constantly cajoling players around him and moving them and, and putting them into position. Ian, um, on his performance um, overall, he just looks... He looks about a foot fucking tall. That's how big he looks, dominant he looks. And for somebody that's new into the team, he looked like he just went in there, he decided I'm the man at the back, and he he, he took control from nearly the start of the finish, didn't he? Yeah, a lot. I agree with most of what Matt said. Like, partly because he robbed it off my tweets. But uh, doesn't even follow you. Yeah, he was he was mustered. You you can't teach someone to be authoritative. You know what I mean? You can't like Lovren at times just try to be the leader, but he's not naturally a leader. Do you know what I mean? I don't mean that to not don't mean to pick on him in particular, but he was supposed to be the leader at the back, or that's what they were open for at the time, wasn't he? Someone like Van Dijk. 65 seconds in, he starts shouting to Emery Chan to come back into position after 65 seconds. Do you know what I mean? You, you'd be forgiven for being new to a, new to a team, surrounded by like people who all know each other, know each other inside out, their games, just to think, I'll give it a couple of games and then I'll start to exert myself. No, not at all. Straight away, 65 seconds. 
there was two occasions in the game where he screams at Carrius to come out for the ball and clear the ball like, as a sweeper keeper. And I put that on Twitter as well. And someone said, well, one of them was Carrius' ball. Eh, sorry, it should have been Van Dijk's ball. It doesn't matter. What matters is that he's taking ownership. He's, he's telling someone to do something. Even if he's wrong, it's better than all five people at the back looking around at each other, waiting for someone to take ownership of a problem. Do you know what I mean? He took yeah. it. He dealt with it. It was impressive. He's just like a Rolls-Royce. He's just a Rolls-Royce of a defender. Now, I don't know how, how much of a part he had to play in Robertson, but Robertson had his best game at left-back for us by an absolute mile. And I dare say, having a centre-half as good as Van Dijk on the inside of him could not have, could not have done him any harm either. Do you know what I mean? He's going to... It's going to raise everyone around him's game. Let's play some Moreno. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he could make £75 million pound for he a centre-back. He's got, he's got to be superb. He's got to be. And it was only his first game, but he's playing against Everton. He scored a, he scored a late winner with an header, and he he looked he was imperious at the back, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, very good. He could have stuck his leg out for the goal, like. Yeah, I've seen a few people say that. That's a world-class finish, that. That's a world-class finish. It's good. It's good. He does stand there. Like, he's not against criticism. He, yeah, like, a little I hate, bit tired. A little bit I don't want to say it because I, I love him already, but he, he stood there and could have stuck his leg out. Robertson could have seen him down the outside and VVD could have stuck his leg out. He but, also misses an absolute sitter as well. An header, yeah. an absolute and, sitter. And Carriers doesn't dive. He decides he's yeah, not dying. So I'll tell you, you, know I'll tell you one of the biggest culprits for that though is when I noticed Emre lost his man. Emre didn't chase back. You know, Sigurdsson no, they I've say been... that. Yeah, I know you're not. Did having you, it. <laughs> but, but Did you see uh, Emre? Was, Emre told some of the crowd to fuck off as well. I saw that as well. That was not. That was not good. I didn't no. see that. I, I saw that as well. About it. What happened? Yeah, I saw that. As the well. crowd. He lost control of the ball on the byline. It went out. Lost control. Someone shouted something to him. He said, "Rod, told them all." He flipped, to yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's right. I'm, I'm fine with that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? We give you so much, so much shit. Give it back. That's fine. Mate, it's, if Lothar Matthias does that, sound, or if ah. if Roy Keane does it, sound. But Emery Chan's not playing nowhere near good enough football, and he's on the way out the club to tell still the fans our, to fuck off. Still our best sentiment this season. Right, that's like saying what's what's better, AIDS or HIV. And you're asking the right person as well. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can catch that poll on our Twitter feed after this. Um, <laughs> but um, listen, um, we we win the game 2 1. Um, true to the next round, Arsenal went out today. Um, Chelsea only drew away to Norwich, but you expect them to go through. Um, into the fourth round, we can't argue. Van Dijk with Hobbs just. Like one of the lads said, he's mustard for for the for like as Matt says, really really good. As Ian says, can I just give can I just give my yeah yeah no I'm coming to you now I'm coming to you now um and as Ian said to, to come straight in for a game like that on his debut and within a minute and a half or you know just over a minute he's telling people what to do. I love all that, Grizz. I wanted to come to you on this and what I wanted to come to you with was me he plays with Matt up there on Friday night. If he's to play with someone, I see Gomez as being towed around. I don't think that's realistic for this season. But if, if you're to pick between Matip, Clavin, Lovren as you know a constant, if they can all stay fit for the rest of the season, what way would you go with it? 
Um, the point I was going to try to uh, was going to make was actually related to this. Actually, so you've read my mind again. It's quite dangerous. Mm. Uh, I don't know who made the point, but he makes the rest of the players around him better as well. Automatically, me. it's always me. Just assume you... that whatever good point is made. This is a good point. Me. It's from Ian. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why the fuck did I think Matt? But yeah. Um, it could have been Gav's curtains. They made enough fucking noise during this podcast. <laughs> so I tell you what it was. So I'm, ta- it was. I'm talking more sense than you. Go on. I think I, I think I think our attack has a certain arrogance about it and confidence about it, and our defence doesn't have a single chap in there who who sort of uh, is arrogant about his defending in terms of has no aura about him. This chap had it from the first second, as Ian says. He stepped on that pitch, and he must have been nervous because he's human, right? We don't, you know, believe it or not, we, you know, he's human. He must have been nervous and whatever coming to a derby, but he lifted the place. And I think, I don't think Klopp was going to start him. I think it was a, I think it was a very psychological decision. Um, you know, he thought he got into the psyche of the players, the crowd, especially with the Phil news. I think it lifted the whole place and it lifted the team. I think Robertson had an absolutely outstanding game. And it does help when you've got someone alongside him who's totally in control of not only his game, but sort of everyone around him as well. And he's sort of cajoling, telling people where to go, what, what to do. I think... I don't think Matip is the answer. I think Matip was piss poor. You know, Matip just doesn't... He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't inspire me. I, just, I, don't, I don't like Matip. I think... It's, got away with murder, especially because of this, the rest of the... Well, because Lovren's been so shit, Matip's got away with murder. Um, I actually think, in current form, it's got to be Clavin. I mean, Clavin, or even Lovren. Lovren hasn't done the put a foot wrong since the Spurs game, in my opinion. But um, I think it was Matip just to, to just arrest the other two, because the heroic performance they put in at Burnley, which was only, what, a few days away ago, wasn't it? And uh, so I think it was Matip, and Matip just chosen for the sake of rotation. I think come to the crunch and the big games, I think it's going to be... I personally think it's going to be Lovren, but I wouldn't mind Clavin on, on, on current form. And I don't think he's done... Re- well, I don't think Klopp's going to do it, but I think there is a realistic chance, if, um, uh, especially for home games, Gomez plays alongside him, because young Trent has been putting in some performances as well. I think people have forgotten how good Trent's been at fullback as well. He's improved immensely. I, I but think... yeah, Virgil, Virgil just, you know, he's just, the arrogance about the man, the confidence. Finally, we have a leader. I know we've been crying out for it, but we can't sort of, you know, praise him enough for the way he sort of just sort of strode onto that pitch. What control. I would say, what I'd say there, Clavin's been our best centre-back the last two and a half, three months. Mm. But he has to play left-sided centre-back. So you mm. don't spend £75 million on a left-sided centre-back and then put him at right centre-back. That, that is something Liverpool would do. You know, We've done that for years. Buy someone, play him out of position. Now, I, know people, yeah, I know people don't think there's that much of a difference between like left centre-back and right centre-back, but there is. There's a massive difference. So I think that's what I'll keep eventually keep Clavin off the side. Yeah. Also, let's not kid ourselves. He's, he's not that good a footballer. Clavin. He's, he's playing. He's in. He's in good form now, but he's like at the very peak of his form. This ain't going to carry on at all. No, I think. Um, 
I think Ian talks there about left-sided and right-sided, and I think the biggest change to Lovren's game is when he actually plays on the right. I think he looks a hell of a lot more solid than he does on the left, and you keep him away from Moreno because them two combined is just car crash fucking mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but for me, it'd probably be Lovren for the rest of the season if he's fit. Um, I think Gomez could be the man to, going into next season to really push Lovren for that spot, unless we go and sign another centre-half, which we may do. Um, lads, I just want to go quickly. Ian, your man of the match for the game on Friday. <clears throat> Robertson. It's it's easy to pick Van Dijk because of the situation and the goal and the, you know what I mean, all of that. But Robertson was outstanding. Early doors. I've been critical of him for not being strong enough in the tackle and for losing his head a bit in the final third. He was tremendous. If he plays like that every week, Moreno won't ever get back in the side. And only Don't two say weeks that. ago, only that. only two weeks ago, I was saying the complete opposite. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's whether you can keep that up. Yeah, um, Matt, I'll come to you next. Your man of the match. I'm giving it to John Henry <laughs> for an absolute brilliant sign in the van. John Dyke. Henry. John Henry's getting it from me. Can you, can you light a candle for Grizz? I think he's fucking dying over there in the corner. Um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, Grizz, uh, your man of the match for Friday. Who are you going with? Robertson Carlos, mate. Easy, yeah. Easily Robertson Carlos. I think he was absolutely superb. Yeah, um, someone's microwave's gone again. What was I going to say to you? Um, I think it's a toss-up between Van Dijk for such a, an outstanding debut, and I think Robertson. So I'm actually going to go all in and go <coughs> Robertson myself. Um, I think he negates their biggest threat in Balassi, and I think he negates him quickly, early, puts a stamp oh, on that. that side of the I done very yeah. well. Yeah, very I think well. I think they, they that was their out ball was Balassi, and they probably thought they could get him in behind Robertson or get him at him. He's phys- he probably think he's a bit more physical than Robertson. And I think Robertson's torn a pace, his his bite into the tackle, his physicality, everything about him um, puts that Balassi threat on the back burner for, let's be honest, nearly all the game. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for Robertson as well. Lads, we're going to finish up. Quick fire. Um, loads of names being thrown around. So I just want answers, and I'll go in this order, Ian McGriz. And I'm just going to give you names, and I'm going to let me know if you think there's anything in it, OK? Um, one popped up there tonight. Um, Insigne. Ian. Bullshit. OK, Matt. Uh, done. Done. <laughs> 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 OK, Chris, Chris, Chris. Bullshit. Uh, bullshit. Bullshit, OK, I think the same. Um, <laughs> Ian, Kagawa. Who? Kagawa. Shinji Kagawa. As in the Dortmund? Yeah, the Dortmund. Yeah. 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 Oh, even more bullshit. Okay, man. He's about 48, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over Fanny <laughs> Martin's cousin. Uh, I, I saw a, uh, a Japanese flag on Twitter, so I'm going to say done. Oh, lovely, lovely. lovely. I'm telling you, a squad of 106. Grizz, Kagawa. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Ian, yeah. Lamar. Yeah, but not for now. I think it'll be the summer. Okay, fair. That's fair, show. Ma, done. Done. <laughs> Grizz, now he's, he's coming January. Oh right. Okay, you've gone that far. Okay, uh, Grizz. Yeah, definitely something in it. He'll end up at Liverpool. Okay. He's behind your curtains, Gav. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if he is, he can pay the fucking ninety million in rent, and he can stay as long as he wants. Um, <laughs> in um, Mares. <laughs> Hello. No. No. Okay. I, I agree. Uh, Ma. Mares. 
Nah, it came from Grizz. It's absolute fucking bullshit. No, I haven't. Grizzy stitches are right up, but what do you think? 100% links. 100% links. <laughs> fuck off, lads. 100%. No worries. And, lads, the last one before we go and before we finish up. And look, this has been our first podcast having an attempt at going live. I think it's gone all right. We'll know now in a minute when we stop and we have a Well, if you it. tell us next time, we can get like a shave and a sort of... You can lose you know, two stone. Of, do you, you know could, what I mean? Yeah, well, a couple of stones. If, and you can shave the fast. If, if you could, <laughs> and if you could sit still, stay in the same room, my stop battery, pointing my at battery, the phone, stop letting the battery, fall over. My battery died. I had to come over to charge it. All oh, right, okay. we let you away with that. Last one, lads, before we go. One that popped up tonight, and it was Kate, pay a premium, get him early. What do you think, Ian? I'm going to come to you first. I think we'll look into the possibility of it, but I don't think it'll happen. Okay. Uh, I think... I think we're trying hard, but they still want getting the Champions League spots and they're still in the um, Europa League, so I don't think they'll let us. Unless no, we splash money like. Okay, and Do you, know, you know what I'd say to them? You know Sorry, what I'd say to them? Yeah. I'd say give, give us them now or we're gonna come back in the summer and buy Werner as well, you pricks. Okay, and Grizz, last but not least, Kate. Nah. No, no. We're gonna try, yeah, then I'm gonna give him. Alright, right, lads, um, Thanks a million. We've we've we're back for 2018. We've tried this live thing. We'll see how it's gone. Ian is doing some sort of fucking. I don't know. Yeah, calm down. You're gonna fall down, son. I don't know. Um, he's he's begin. He's and we haven't got fucking... a crane. We haven't got a crane at this time of night to pick you up. <laughs> In my defence, I have been throwing throwing up and shitting for three days. I've done well. Today. Shut up, you I've, been, I, I've gone done well to last this podcast, but I'm yeah. sure you love yourself. Yes, he's. Um... Oh, check this out, but guys, all of us, yeah. Check the fucking mat out. Proper. I've got lighting, special lighting. Makeup, hair makeup. Steven Spielberg and his mara behind the camera there. It's like having a cup of tea. Like a, what a wanker. Like periscope uh, wanker. Uh, with uh, no, I'll fix that next week. I, I'm going to get my wife to point the light at me next week. You know what she's doing. Next. <laughs> um, like Matt. <laughs> but lads, look, we're going to leave it there. Um, that's us, the fat back for We're not going to number these anymore because we literally don't fucking know what number it is. one. That's 17 probably it could be um, but that's been the fat back for we're back for 2018 we'll try this live stuff we'll see how it goes week on week and best of luck to you over and out time to fire up the grill time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavour to pair with those burgers ooh I love their beer cooler <laughs> you love their prices even more wondrous selection helpful guides ridiculously low prices Total Wine and more this might look like a normal job but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Sports Social Podcast Network.